chapter 22. I appreciate you folks coming out. Um, you know, our pastor's away. Um, I don't want to say the wrong thing per se, but we need to be in church regardless, you know? Um, even if you're stuck with me tonight, even if the most important thing we do is pray for our preacher, we need to be in church. With that being said, Brother Dan, would you mind pray for the preaching and, and, our, and our pastor? So here we are, 2 Kings 22. We're going to pick it up just in verse 1 here. Uh, the reign of Josiah, king of Judah. Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 30 and one years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Jedidah, Jedidah the daughter of Adaiah. You're going to have to forgive me. There's some good names in this one. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord and walked in all the way of David, his father, and turned not aside to the right hand or to the left. And it came to pass in the 18th year of King Josiah that the king sent Shaphan, the son of Azaliah, the son of Meshulam, the scribe to the house of the Lord, saying, Go up to Hilkiah, the high priest, that he may sum the silver which is brought into the house of the Lord, which the keepers of the door have gathered of the people. And let them deliver it into the hand of the doers of the work that have the oversight of the house of the Lord. And let them give it to the doers of the work which is in the house of the Lord to repair the breaches of the house unto carpenters unto, and builders and masons and to buy timber and hewn stone to repair the house. Howbeit there was no reckoning made with them of the money that was delivered into their hand because they dealt faithfully. And Hilkiah the high priest said unto Shaphan the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. And Hilkiah gave the book to Shaphan, and he read it. And Shaphan the scribe came to the king and brought the king word again and said, Thy servants have gathered the money that was found in the house and have delivered it in the hand of them that do the work, that have the oversight of the house of the Lord. And Shaphan the scribe showed the king, saying, Hilkiah the priest had delivered me a book, and Shaphan read it before the king. So what I'd like to focus on here is, is the great question of who do you want to be? And I'm not asking if you want to be Batman or Superman or nothing crazy like that. I'd like to take a look at the two men in this passage 
um, that discover the word. Um, and so I didn't grow up in church, and some of us did, some of us didn't. Um, but I do remember very clearly when it first started to sink in. And so I'd like you to call to remembrance those days for you. And so now I'm asking that, where are you in, in, in a connection to that? Have you, have you maybe, you know, sure you come to church, but, but where are you with home? Where are you at with your witness? Who do you want to be? So I'd like to take a look at the two accounts uh, of discovering the word that we have, and they're in verse 8 here. And it says, And Hilkiah the high priest said unto Shaphan the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. And Hilkiah gave it to Shaphan, and he read it. So what we have here is we have, we have Hilkiah discovers the book. Of the, it's it's mind-blowing to me that the high priest discovers the book. But he discovers the book, and he passes it off. Shaphan, on the other hand, reads it and then brings it to the king. Uh, you got one guy that just kind of is like, meh, and you got a guy that takes it serious, recognizing, wow, I mean, this is the book of the law that's literally in the house of the Lord. I mean, I, it doesn't say. It doesn't say the origin of that book. I don't know if it's from Moses himself or if it's just, you know, just kind of like our King James, which not to be taken lightly. But nonetheless, Shaphan uh, recognizes the importance of this book and the fact that maybe that's not where they've been, you know, with their service. So you have Hilkiah, the high priest here, and I don't want to go on too much of a rant, but it's frustrating, right? So the Lord says to be angry and sin not. And so you look at Hilkiah and you think, okay, he's the high priest. Doesn't say that he read the book. He just passes it off. Um, to me, it doesn't call him a Pharisee, but it seems like very Pharisaical behavior here. Essentially, we have the book of the law. Um, these are the words of the Lord in that day. Um, so it's, 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 like, uh, it's like pride stands in the way. Um, I don't know if, if, if that's his cause. I can't make excuses for him for giving it to Shaphan, who goes to show it to the king. But why wouldn't the high priest go show it to the king, right? I mean, doesn't that make sense? In my, in my job at work, you know, sometimes I make error. And I think the one thing that saved me along the way is that when I make an error, I can face it, I can be honest about it, and I can move forward. Here you have a guy that's been running religious services for who knows how long without the book itself, so what is he doing, you know? And I got to assume that he doesn't want to go before the king and say that. Or maybe that's not the case at all. Maybe you have a guy that's like, I know what I'm doing. I don't need that. It reminds me very much of the churches that are all around us. Um, and to tie it into our witnessing, um, you know, I try not to fault the leaders of the different churches around us. Or, I'm sorry, I do fault the leaders. I try not to fault the people of the congregation. Although I do think that there's a fine line there. The leaders should know better. I, I wonder what book they're reading. Um, my testimony of getting saved is, it's like, uh, it's not a muddy water, but it could be. 
I know that I got saved June 2nd, 2019 in that office. But I also know that 20 years before that, I had went to a, uh, a charismatic church uh, with another family member, and they called people down, if you want to get saved, and there was me and a whole line of people, and the, the reverend came up and like touched me and touched him and touched him, and they brought us in the back room, and I don't even know what they said. I really don't. There was nothing personal about it. Maybe they were trying to lead me in the right direction, but there wasn't anything personal about it. And so um, I, I feel as though that the congregations out there recognize that church is a good thing, that they, that they, that they know that there's God, that God exists, right? And so I, I feel like they, they know that they should go, and experience whatever that means to them. But I have to wonder, uh, that same family member went through the same, or similar, not the same, similar type of uh, uh, um, learning program um, that I've been going through, um, through Brother Peacock and TBDI and all that. That church had its own version of that. And I have to wonder... How are they studying the Bible if they don't get certain things right? And so I, 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 I don't know because there's some things that seem very clear, um, but nonetheless, the church people at the same time, um, you know, you try to witness to folks. You care about people. The, 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 the book says that we're going to live life more abundantly, right, when we get to the other side. So imagine yourself, I'm at work, I'm a pizza guy. Um, there's no such thing as working at a, at, a, at a pizza place for very long without getting burnt. You're going to get burnt, you know. Um, depending on your type of oven, might depend on how often you get burnt. But nonetheless, you're going to get burnt. And so what, what I think of is when they talk about more abundantly. So, so you have people... And, and they don't really know. They're not really getting saved. And so you, 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 you try to imagine when you get burnt, you're like, ah, and you pull back from that. But if you're going to live life more abundantly to the good, then that also goes the other way, and you're not going to be able to pull back from that. And that burn that you felt is only going to be intensified. And so, I mean, right, in hell, I, you don't escape it, you know. I, I, have to, I have to believe that the terror is greater. And so, so I have to wonder. Sometimes you're dealing with church folks, um, and, and you're trying to witness to them. Maybe they went to church today. How was service? Oh, it was great, you know. Well, what would you guys talk about? Well, I don't know, but they had cookies and, and coffee, you know, and it's like, yeah, but what'd you talk about, you know? And, you know, or, or they hop on the defensive, uh, oh, don't preach at me, or, or I don't need that, or I know what the book says. And, and you go down this road of, why, why did the defense just go up, you know? Why, why did it have to, to turn to that? And so, you know, you try to simplify it, and you say, well, are you saved? And then the blank comes on. And you're like, oh, man, not again. Right? So there's, there's, there's a certain level of seriousness here. 
when you look at the actions of Hilkiah and you look at the actions of Shaphan, I'm here to ask you, who do you want to be? Now, we go to a church where we are taught the Bible. We are taught the importance. We are taught how to rightly divide. We do understand where things fit in. We do understand that you could be flawed. We're going to be sinners till the day we die. We could do our best to, to, to consider the Lord in everything we do, but in a moment's notice, you can end up slipping down the wrong path. And unfortunately, it doesn't... I mess that up often. It, it could happen at work. It could happen when we're driving. It could happen with the kids. You can get pushed in the wrong direction, but you should also, you know, feel a certain way about that and like, ah, I let myself slip again, you know? Um, We are taught these things. We are taught correctly. And so knowing this, I'm asking, who do you want to be? Have you gotten cold? Were you saved when you were a child? Have you been in church your whole life? Have you turned into Hilkiah? Without necessarily turning into Hilkiah to brush it off, to blow off church, to not come, to not sing. But are you witnessing? That's what I'm referencing here. That is the purpose of this. Who do you want to be with your witness? Now, we have two different men and two very different reactions uh, to the way that they discover this book. By the way, Hilkiah the high priest, right? And you have Shaphan the scribe. I picture him, I mean, you have two different demographics there even. Not that they necessarily play a role um, with a man's heart condition, but you got, you know, the the quote-unquote lesser. I I picture the scribe to be like like the stenographer, right? And like a court thing, you know, like... If you get a speeding ticket and you're standing before the judge, you don't even care what, is that person even there? I don't even know if that job exists anymore, right, in today's world. But anyway, that's what we're dealing with here. So it's, it's not a matter of, 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 of their uh, class per se, but we do have different classes here. And yet, whether or not, you know, Hilkiah, the, the high priest, uh, the care of religious traditions and and in this day, we're going to get together and we're going to do the sacrifices that we're supposed to. And we're going to drink the wine and eat the wafer and, and sprinkle water. And we're going to do all these things. But where's the, where's the word? Where's the book? Now, Shaphan's a guy I can get behind. So he gets the book, reads the book. Verse 8. And Hilkiah gave the book to Shaphan, and he read it. And so down in verse 10, And Shaphan the scribe showed the king, saying, Hilkiah the priest had delivered me a book, and Shaphan read it before the king. So in my eyes, I picture Shaphan gets this book. You know, he starts to just as, just as we all might. Somebody hands you a book or whatever, you start, and you're like, oh man, oh, oh man, oh man. And then he takes it to somebody he loves. Uh, how do I know that? Because of verse 2. And he did that, was uh, speaking of Josiah. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord and walked in the way of David his father and turned not aside to the right hand or to the left. What I get from that is that this was a man of respect. You could try to throw stones at people up on the pedestal, and it's happened to me before, but it's like uh, Pastor says that uh, truth. Uh, doesn't have to be um, 
Oh, I just lost it, but by error. Intimidated by error, yes, sir. Because if you're right, if your heart's right, sure, you're going to have a couple people, whatever. But especially if you're the leader, you're going to be beloved by, by most. So anyway, we have these two different reactions. And so, um, sorry, I got lost. And so what, what it reminds me of here uh, also is that uh, if you're not going to do that part, then the Lord's going to raise up somebody who will. And we see that with Shaphan. Uh, the, the book is brought, you know, uh, uh, I would have to believe, I know that in a lot of different scenarios, and probably more than I even notice, that the Lord will put things together, and, and you have your opportunity to be thankful or to just blow it off and, and, or, or not notice or recognize or, or be thankful. Um, but I have to believe in terms of putting together this project to restore the breaches of the, the, the house of the Lord there. I mean, that'd like us getting a new patio and none of us being like, praise the Lord about it. You know, I mean, it just, it doesn't make any sense. So I have to believe that the Lord's hand, his hand was on this project and to what was being done there. And so... I have to believe that along the way the book was meant to be found. I have to believe that the high priest at the time was probably supposed to receive that book, to have the same reaction that Shaphan would have, and to, and to right his wrongs. Not just take the pride stance and, and turn it off and, uh, you know, you, here, here, you take it. It blows my mind. Um, but not really, um, I guess, given the world that we're in. Um, we see it all around us. So what I'd like to, to, to consider um, is the effects of a witness. So some, some of us have had the word for a long time. Some of us haven't. Um, you go out into the world and um, totally different message, but um, I'm reminded often of the the woman with the bleeding issue. You see all these different things. And with the discernment of recognizing what is okay and what is not okay and what is just flat out like, man. What we need to picture is that woman with the bleeding issue saying, unclean, unclean. When you hear people using the Lord's name as a curse word, God's name as a curse word, that's really what you need to see. Unclean! Unclean! They're giving you that example without giving you that example, without recognizing it. So the effects of a witness here. So let's jump over to verse 11. And it came to pass, when the king had heard these words of the book of the law, that he rent his clothes... And the king commanded Hilkiah the priest and Ahiakim the son of Shaphan and Akbor the son of Micaiah and Shaphan the scribe and Azahiah a servant of the king saying, Go ye inquire of the Lord for me and for the people and for all Judah concerning the words of this book that is found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is kindled against us because our fathers have not hearkened unto the words of this book to do according unto all that 
which is written concerning us. So Josiah here has brought this book because a witness came to him. Now, not everybody is going to, none of us are going to witness to King Josiah or President Biden or anybody else of, of, of in charge of a nation like Josiah is here. That doesn't make your neighbors less important. That doesn't mean that there couldn't be a trail behind them. We have family. We have friends. We need to, we need to be a witnessing. We need to be a prayerful people, prayerful people, but we need to be a witnessing people. The purpose tonight is to encourage you to relight that fire, that fire that you're going to live more abundantly and they're going to burn more abundantly. It's important for you to hold on to that. When you go home and you see these people, unclean, unclean. Josiah, have hearing the word, rent his clothes. Now, why, right? Romans 3.10 says, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now, I recognize that Josiah did not have the New Testament, right? So maybe he read Isaiah 64, 6. But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are as filthy rags. You read something like that, you know inside you, we, you know, the Lord is witness to everybody through creation and conscience. So I don't have to really explain that to you guys. We're all here for the same reason. We're all here for the word of God. We're not here to play church. We're not here to get a church fix. We're not here for cookies and coffee. Or... We're here for the word of God. But are we, are we burning for the word of God? Burning to tell others about the word of God? I'm not trying to stand here and act like I'm the perfect witness. I could be better. I should be better. I need to be better. I know lots of people that I love and respect. And at times I try to talk to them and the moment might get shut down. And then I just don't. Or maybe I try again a little while later and it's the same thing. But I think it's really important that we hold on to that living life more abundantly. Sure, what, it's, is it our problem? It's not our problem at all. I got no skin in their game, really. I, 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 I'm not making a, Oh, what's that called when you make a sale commission? I'm not getting commissioned for, 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 for their soul. Um, I'm, not, I'm not... Is this the wrong thing to say? I'm not asking for anything for this, you know? It's not about that. It's about the importance of the word. It's about sharing it. It's about ensuring that these people that you love, respect, that you see every day or every other day or a couple times a month or whatever it is, aren't headed straight to hell. And I understand that they might give you a hard time. I'm not saying to keep repeating to go to the combative ones, but do the combative ones, uh, so at work, I have to deal with like the corporate complaints. And so 
it can be really frustrating because essentially if the store doesn't solve an issue, then they just get online and then I get an email. So it comes back through to the store, but it, you know what I mean? You just get embarrassed along the way. Um, and it's not always that they call the store. In today's world, people order online, they complain online. It's not like the old school phone business. But those complaints, especially the written ones, when they're not like facing a human, I mean, they'll, sometimes they'll write a novel about their experience of, wait, it took you longer to write this than what you're complaining about to get your order, even though you know it was the busiest moment of the week. You know, like, not that I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that you cannot let that moment, that complaint, that, that negative interaction determine the whole day, the whole week, how you run your life, how you witness, how you talk about the Lord, how you hold on to the words of the book, the severity of the words of the book. Um, you have to look past those negative ones. We have to keep talking. Um, I also wanted to point out, and I don't want to go too far because this is actually a two-part sermon that um, I thought was best to leave separately um, because there's two things worth sticking our finger on for a second. And so um, in a few weeks we'll go through that. So I don't want to go too far. But do notice that Hilkiah shows up now that the king now that the king's called him. Um, just one more kind of concerning moment in there. Um, I mean, I guess you would expect him to, but he didn't seem to care until the king has called him. So, um, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but it, it kind of reminds me of like when the president meets with the pope and, it's, you know, it's like, this isn't, this isn't real. Um, anyway, just, just one more thing I wanted to notice there. One more reason to appreciate Shafan and anybody that might act in that way, that might have that type of concern. It doesn't really do a lot of good to throw stones, and I don't want to spend too much time doing that, but the, the you know, like G.I. Joe said, knowing is half the battle. So when you're going out in the world and you're trying to recognize these things, I went to a funeral service a couple years ago at a different denomination church, and if looks could kill, I would have killed that guy right there in his thing. Um, what he was doing in front of everybody there, it was, I don't know what it was. And so, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I got a little bias in me. Um, if, you, if you come across to Hilkiah, those are the ones that, you know, the, after the second admonition, maybe you just shut it down. Maybe you search for the Shea fans. There's Shea fans out there. I'd like to think I am. I was 37 years old. Um, there's others in the room that were, that were older that, that, that recognize. There's, there's other Shea fans that will be like, oh, man, oh, man, are you serious? Oh, man. Maybe they're going to be the next witness. Now, the, the, the thing with Josiah is that Josiah rents his clothes, and he calls a meeting, and he's intent on getting right, not just himself,
But he's intent on getting the whole nation right. Uh, he's, he's like, oh man, like he recognizes where things are and where the Lord says that they're supposed to be. And, 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 and he's on a mission to, to, to get this fixed up. That is the importance of your witness. Uh, you could affect a whole family. Um, you, you know, uh, I hate talking about myself, but I got saved and my wife is saved. Our two kids are saved and we got a seven-year-old that I'm just waiting for the day for her to get saved. I recognize that she understands, but I'm not trying to push her because it's got to be an internal thing. You know, it's like Romans 8.28. It's not an exterior comment that anybody should make. It's an interior awakening that you need that person to say. And praise the Lord for Brother Mike and Dan, who I met at a funeral, that, 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 that opened my eyes a little bit, that, that, that caught my attention, that made me intrigued. I'm challenging you to be that Pastor Mike, Brother Dan, that's off at somewhere through conversation. Don't let these people live more abundantly in the wrong place. The world that we're in, the day that we're in, a time such as this, isn't too far off from this. We have a whole lot of people Unfortunately, a whole lot of organizations out there that don't really view the word of any real use. You know, it's written by man. They're not going to try to figure it out. The the difference in 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 all what four hundred some I forget how many Bibles pastor said. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous how many hands are trying to get in that cookie jar. Which maybe it's just me, but that's like. That's like testimony within itself, right? I mean, the, the KJV alone has sold uh, over 500 million copies, uh, just the KJV. Um, and, and, and I do get it. I, I, I do get a certain mentality like uh, maybe it's been flooded out. Maybe there's too much Bible floating around. You know, it's like too many sunny days in a row and it just is what it is. You know, if Christmas was every day, it wouldn't be special anymore, right? It's crazy to me that that could be the case. But, um, but, but there's so much of it. There's so many, you know, you go to a hotel. I don't know if it's that way anymore, but it used to just be in the, in the drawer, the nightstand at the hotels. Um, the Gideons, is that who it was? The Gideons Bible? Yeah. I don't know what it is. That part isn't my problem. My problem is that I love people. I know people. I'd really like them to be saved. I know you do too. I know that we always will. And I know that it can be extremely frustrating. It can be very much like that complaint. It can be like that person that like... You'd almost wonder, and I'm not talking about work anymore. Sometimes when you're witnessing, you almost wonder, like, are you possessed right now? In the way they respond. In the combativeness. But you can't let that dictate the fire that you have. Shafan could have went back to Helkiah, right? 
But he's, he went straight to the Lord. He's like, man, this is, or sorry, to the king. This, this is important here. We're going to get this done. So what are you doing with it? Is what I say. We know we have the truth. We know we have the word of God. We understand how precious this is. Are you more like Hilkiah? Or are you more like Shaphan? Sometimes I think about, and I don't know if this is a good illustration, but sometimes I think about what the Lord is to us in a simplified way to explain in the right moment. So I'm going to say it to you guys. I've never had an ant farm. But I, 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 when I was a kid, you used to see them more often, like in stores or commercials or something. But I imagine this like record-sized thing. All the kids are like, what's a record? It's a record-sized thing, and it's got some sand in there, and the ants just kind of make their thing. And you, to those ants, in a sense, are the Lord, right? You could pick up that thing and just shake it up. What do you owe those ants? You owe those ants nothing, right? I mean, it's just, you owe those ants nothing. But let's say together, you know, you're like, all right, you know, I want this colony to thrive. Um, ants can't read. This is probably a bad illustration. But you put together a way for them to be able to, to do as necessary. And maybe someday you're going to put them out in the backyard in your, uh, in your sandbox, in your, like, turtle sandbox, right? And so the point I'm trying to make here is that the Lord doesn't owe us anything. We're the ants inside of an ant farm, so to speak. We're here for the Lord's enjoyment, for His pleasure, He didn't owe us this book. He didn't owe the Jews the Old Testament. He doesn't owe us life. He doesn't owe us church. He doesn't owe us our pastor. He could pick us up and just shake it up. He's done that before. Right? The world's been flooded out twice, right? He's done that before. So I'm just wondering that if we understand our place, we understand the importance of what we have, and we understand the blessing of what it is. I'm just asking you tonight, who do you want to be? Hilkiah? Or do you want to care? Are you Shea fan? That's it. Oh, we need to close in a word of prayer. I'm sorry. Dear Lord,